I want to welcome you to Living Life. How may I pray for you? Now that is a question that I like to ask people, and when I ask a mentor of mine that question, he always would say, pray for wisdom and strength. I mean, that's really what we want, isn't it? That there would be this great understanding of who God is and what he's calling us to be and to do, and to just live into the reality of that. And so we pray for wisdom and also strength to do God's will completely, cheerfully, without hesitation. And of course, Jeremiah, who we're going to be looking at today, he certainly would have asked God for wisdom and strength because he was bringing a word of judgment upon God's people. God had called him to do that. And so Jeremiah certainly would want wisdom and then strength to do the right thing. And of course, the people of God who were hearing that message would have done well to have prayed for wisdom and strength. In fact, they would have done well simply to pray and to turn their attention to God Almighty and then to have wisdom and strength to repent and to turn back to the Lord. Well, today, as we hear this passage read for us and as we consider it, I ask that God would give you wisdom and strength. So let's have ears to hear and hearts to welcome what God has for us today in God's Word. Jeremiah chapter 16, verses 14 through 21. However, the days are coming, declares the Lord, when it will no longer be said, as surely as the Lord lives, who brought the Israelites up out of Egypt. But it will be said, as surely as the Lord lives, who brought the Israelites up out of the land of the north and out of all the countries where he had banished them. For I will restore them to the land I gave their ancestors. But now I will send for many fishermen, declares the Lord, and they will catch them. After that I will send for many hunters, and they will hunt them down on every mountain and hill and from the crevices of the rocks. My eyes are on all their ways. They are not hidden from me, nor is their sin concealed from my eyes. I will repay them double for their wickedness and their sin, because they have defiled my land with the lifeless forms of their vile images, and have filled my inheritance with their detestable idols. Lord, my strength and my fortress, my refuge in time of distress, to you the nations will come from the ends of the earth and say, Our ancestors possessed nothing but false gods, worthless idols that did them no good. Do people make their own gods? Yes, but they are not gods. Therefore I will teach them. This time I will teach them my power and might. Then they will know that my name is the Lord. The Israelites were to be a lesson book to the nations in the sense that 
people from other nations could look in and see and learn about who the real living and true God is by looking at the people of God. And so they would see that these were a people that celebrated that they had come out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of slavery, because of the almighty hand of their God. And so the nations could learn about God being good and beautiful and true for his people, and that he required them to live out their life of obedience to him. But unfortunately, another lesson that the nations would learn is that if the people of God turned their backs on him, that he would have to bring judgment. And that's what we see here in Jeremiah. As a prophet, he is needing to bring that message to God's people. And they are going to be, once again, taken into exile. And they're going to be judged. As I think about this idea of being a lesson book to the nations, I can't help but think of something that happened to me when I was traveling in the country of Greece. After I had graduated from college, I went with a friend of mine who I today am co-pastoring Rivera First Baptist Church with. But he and I were in Greece and we were talking to a local gentleman about our faith. And we were sitting down and sharing about our Lord and who He is and, and what He calls us to be and to do. We were sharing with Him about our life of discipleship and our faith in Jesus Christ and how we are saved by God's grace alone through faith alone because of Christ alone. And just for a long time, just sharing with Him about our love for God and for His people and how we wanted to continue to grow and have an ongoing, interactive, ever-deepening relationship with God. And as we shared this, at about two hours into our conversation, the gentleman just looked right at me and saying my name in Greek, he said, Stephanos, I see you, therefore I believe. Wow, well, that would be a wonderful compliment for anyone to say that to us, that they see our lives, they hear our, our belief, and they come to understand and also believe in our Lord Jesus Christ. Well, it would have been a wonderful compliment, but for two hours while we were sharing, this man was drinking alcohol and I'm not sure how sober he was. But if he was, can you imagine that? That we would be able to have someone just look at the way we live our life and to be able to say, I see you, therefore I believe. Well, that's what God wanted for his people back in Jeremiah's day. That people would see them and see how they lived their lives and they would believe in God Almighty. But they didn't live out their life of faith. And so we see here in our passage today in Jeremiah 16, 16, where God had to say these words. He said, But now I will send for many fishermen, and they will catch them, 
meaning they're going to take God's people into exile. He then will call these people hunters and that they're going to hunt down God's people and take them into captivity. Oh, how sad that Jeremiah had to bring this word and how sad that the description of these, these people that are going to be used for God's judgment upon his people, calling them fishermen. And as I heard that word fishermen and reading it, it made me think of Jesus when he called his disciples fishers of men, but not in the sense of bringing judgment upon the people, but to actually open the doors wide open into salvation, that he is inviting his people, us, you, me, to be fishers of men, that we would go about our lives and live in such a way that people would see how good and glorious and big our God is, and that we can step into a life of faith now and live to his glory now. So I just want to encourage you, as you're going through this wonderful book of the Bible called Jeremiah, that you would just have a deep desire to live out your faith in such a way that people would say your name and say, I see you, therefore I believe. Let's be faithful witnesses to God's glory and our joy. So as we close today, I want to just draw your attention to the very last sentence in our text for today, where God says, then they will know that my name is the Lord. That's really what God wants throughout all of holy history, is that we would know him and that we would invite others to know God, to have an interactive relationship with him and to live as he intends and that he is the Lord and so he is one who has been with us in the past and he is with us now and that we know and have faith and confidence that he will be with us in the future let me pray for you at this time Heavenly Father we are just so thankful that you are a with us God that, Father, we can look back into our past and see clearly that you are a God who loves us and that you care for us and that you desire us to continually walk forward in our faith. So, Father, as we move forward, I ask that we would have a trust, a faith, a hope, a confidence in you and your great promises. We thank you and praise you in Christ's name. Amen. For a single soul, reaching a far.